0: Welcome to Cleveland's newest and Cleveland's best sports podcast. This is Two Guys and a Mic with your hosts, Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Let's go. Are you looking to make a lifestyle change for your health and wellness? Try personal training through Renegade Soul. Follow Renegade Soul 216 on Instagram and Facebook. Go to the website www.RenegadeSoul216.com. Sign up today for your first personal training session. You're worth it. Good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome to our midweek edition of Two Guys and a Mic. I'm one of your hosts, Ron Pierce, better known as R.P. And I'm your other host, Big Sean. What's going on, everybody? What's happening, man? You good? Yeah, I'm good. What about you? I mean, I think I'm good. (laughs) I'm still, look, I still have, uh, even though it's Thursday, I still have a uh, frustration hangover uh, from Monday. Okay. I'm not totally, uh, not totally, completely over that game, but I understand the show must go on, so we have to yeah. have to keep it pushing. We have to keep it moving. Uh, so, yeah, man, I'm over the loss. I'm ready for the Giants. I'm ready to go ahead and if we go ahead and and, and take care of business, you know we're in good shape still. So, for sure, uh, I think we need to go ahead and, and 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 handle them, and we'll be all right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so let's let's jump right into it then. So this week as uh, Sean has already uh, you know pointed out, the Browns will be traveling to uh, New Jersey uh, to the Meadowlands. I know they don't call it the Meadowlands anymore it's Stadium It's called MetLife Stadium, but it's the Meadowlands. That's it's the same they did the same thing we did. They built they tore down a stadium and built one right in the same exact spot and try to swamp. name with something else. It's right there in the swamp of New Jersey, uh, right across uh, the river from uh, downtown, uh, or excuse me, midtown Manhattan. So cut it out. It's, it's, it's the Meadowlands. <laughs> <laughs> so the Browns are traveling to the Meadowlands. Hell, they may as well stay there uh, for the week once the game is over. Because right. they got a game against the Jets uh, next week, uh, so they may as well stay there. But uh, they're playing against uh, the second place uh, NFC East team, the uh, New York Giant football Giants, who are five five and eight, and And they are on the bubble as we speak in terms of uh, how their playoff future looks. Uh, It looks a little little more bleak than ours does, Uh, you know, because they're on the bubble as we speak right now. The Browns are. In control of their own destiny. And that's a good place to be. Right. The Giants have to win their division to um, go to the playoffs through that raggedy record. They're not going to make a wild card. So, um, the whole and they're is- tied. I mean, record wise, they're tied with um, the Washington football team, right? I think the Washington football no, team. no, no, no. Washington is- has six wins. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, and I'll tell you what. If I had to pick who I wanted to play this week, I'd pick the Giants versus uh Yeah, because Washington. Washington's been playing pretty well. Like, just scrappy. They don't do anything, you know, fancy. But they just play hard. And it, it kind of reflection you know, of their coach. You yeah. know, you can see that in Ron Rivera, just scrap it yeah, out. They get after it. Them you cats know. get after it, especially defensively. I think they right. kind of found uh, an identity uh, or at least an early parts of an identity uh, with right. their with their defense so especially their defensive front with chase and those right. guys one thing that may hurt them though um alex smith left that game last week
1: so yeah. i'm not sure he
0: has a calf injury so i'm not sure if he's that coming ain't a regular around. calf they, huh i said that ain't a regular calf no no not at all like as much leg problems as that guy's had injury wise um yeah. so that that that'll be huge if he doesn't play I'm not sure who they play this week but um, Alex Smith is a lot more steadier than Dwayne Haskins at this time. So. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure.
1: All right, right so, so uh, let's
0: get into the Browns and the Giants matchup. Yeah, Browns coming in at 9-4. It's a must-win for the Browns um, at the Giants 5-8. and eight. Giants have been playing pretty well as of late. Um, they have some quarterback issues, so we're not 100% sure. Which quarterback is coming in? Because uh, Daniel Jones has been hurt, so either be Daniel Jones or Colt McCoy. And I don't think that um, the Giants have declared a starter as not, of yet. Not as of yet. Uh, you know, Daniel Jones is—he probably shouldn't have started last week. To be all the way honest, but I'll give a kid some some uh, some kudos for trying to play through an injury. You know, a lot of times we give people grief for not showing up during injuries. And you know, so and then we call people goofy for playing through one, right? So it's like it's, it's like a slippery slope. But you know what? He could have easily sat out with a with a hamstring, and he tried to he tried to come in and help his team win, and uh, it did, it just didn't do well. And then he ended up with uh, another injury because of it. He also has a sprain, a high ankle sprain, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, does okay. But they haven't they haven't. Uh, uh, designated a starter for Sunday, but it's it's Thursday. They generally don't do that until Friday evening, anyway. Uh, if if there's going to be a change, um, you know how the NFL is. They try to play chess all the damn time. Right. So uh, they won't. They don't want us to know early enough to to set a full game plan. So we ain't gonna find out probably for sure until tomorrow afternoon ish when the Browns are on a plane on their way to New York. Or New right. Jersey rather. You know, that that's that's how they that's how they're probably uh, planning to do that. Uh but going into the game last week that Jones did play in, uh Daniel Jones, I'm I'm let me let me say this about Daniel Jones. And I don't know how you feel about him, but I remember when he was drafted, uh uh not this year, last year. Uh I thought it was the goofiest pick. Uh, of of that at that time, I thought it was goofy. Um, I thought they could have gone another way. He's shown me some things. He still hasn't shown me that that was the pick. He's way right. faster than I thought he was. He can actually throw at times when I when I've seen him really throw. He's not an awful quarterback. I'm just not sure that that's the guy at that time. Yeah, and I feel the exact same way. Um, he's shown flashes. Um, I think that when he had that little run last year, I hate when the media anoints a guy already giving him a nickname, calling him Danny Dimes and yeah. all that carrying on. I was like, just wait till the kid to get some film on him, you know, and see how he does after that. And now, you, and now once they've gotten film, you've seen him, you know, regress a little bit, but he, like I said, he's still shown flashes of being a good quarterback. And like you said, he does make a lot of plays with his feet. Um, so yeah, the book is out in plus. Being under Pat Shermer, you know that's the worst coach you can possibly come in under mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. And I don't know too much about Joe Judge, this guy, um, at all. Uh, he does seem to have them playing hard, but
1: you we know, know we'll see. You still out.
0: Look, huh? we do know a lot about Pat Shermer, and right. uh, so so we can actually talk. You know, as you as you just pointed out. We can actually have, we have some insight on a Pat Shermer run or led team. And we've seen it firsthand. It's, it's not always a good look for, uh, for whatever football team that is. And Pat Shermer was a lot of that. Pat Shermer was actually, I couldn't believe he had gotten uh, rehired to be anybody's coach, head coach. I think he's a decent coordinator, but to be a head coach? Yeah, that's just a good old boy network in the NFL. That's you know, what They I'm probably saying. said, hey, you're in Cleveland. You're in a bad organization. They didn't so give here, you what you needed. Yeah. Man, we're going to give you another shot. So here, you're in a bad situation. So here, come to this bad situation, and you right. should be okay. Get out of here. Man. Right. Now, historically, the Giants have been a pretty good franchise. Um, not, just lately. Not when he took over? No, nah, When he right. took over, they were a mess when he took over. Right. And that's what I mean. You think that all of a sudden, because, oh, the, the, the Giants have been good, but they've been a mess for the last two or three years, that Pat Shermer is going to be the stabilizing factor? Right. That's what you think? Come on, man. Where, yeah, and where, made, man, where did you show that that's who he was? Right. Now, uh, bad, look Bob McAdoo was a bad hire, and Sherman was all a right, bad hire. Man, that, listen. Now, that this Joe Judge character. That may have helped the McAdoo hire, may have helped spiral them further out of control. You know, that may have helped them con- like they were kind of had frayed pieces and parts. But McAdoo took these guys completely out of, like, it's, right. it's like it's like a uh it's like a satellite skipping off the atmosphere, bro. <laughs> it's like <laughs> McAdoo just sent these cats into a whole nother uh, stratosphere in terms of being a bad uh, organization. He was awful in terms of how to run uh, a team. Uh, And he lost, I mean, this dude lost his players so early. How do you lose your players before the season starts? He was already losing guys. And then you end one of the longest quarterback streaks in the history of the NFL just because. Just because, right. And then on top of that, you didn't even bring in um, the 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 rookie, I forgot who that rookie was at that time to see what he could do. You brought in Geno Smith, who you knew what Geno Smith was. Geno Smith. You basically were saying to uh, Eli, I don't like you and you can kiss my ass. Pretty much him my middle finger. And that's how it came across, whether he, that's what he intended or not. That's exactly how it came across. So and and Eli, little, let me little ask you one little question little. real quick. Do you think What's Eli's a Hall of Famer? Because everybody's pointing to the two do Super think, Bowls, but I can point I think to other quarterbacks one or I think pro, he, or Do I think, he, he, to do I think that, he is? Do I think he is, or do I think he will be? Do you think he will be? I think he will be. But you don't think he is? I, I don't. I, I, he's a bubble guy for me. I agree with that too. Now, what everybody's pointing to is to his two Super Bowl rings. But I think there are two other quarterbacks that have won two Super Bowls who are not in the Hall of Fame and not even be considered. One is Jim Pluckett with the Oakland Raiders. Okay. And who was the other one? There's another one, man. It's on the tip of my tongue. If Phil Simms, no, Phil Simms won one. And then um, Hostel won the other one. Oh, it's another one out there. I'm going to have to look that up when I get a chance. But I don't think that just because he won two Super Bowls should... Listen, you, you You have to put those in perspective. You know, like I'll the overall this. body of work. Yeah, I agree. And, I, and I'll say this. I think winning Super Bowls should... I think winning Super Bowls is like using... Uh, you know, sage or, or 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 rosemary in a in a in a recipe. It's something that could change how this tastes. But it's gonna taste good anyway. So right. having these two things didn't make that not a prime rib, or it didn't make it not a, a filet. You understand what I'm saying? This just enhanced the filet. So winning right. two Super Bowls really should only enhance your career. It shouldn't. Right. Be the deciding factor. Yes, you know what? And also, I don't think not winning a Super Bowl should keep a quarterback out of the of I, I mean, hell, Dan Marino's in, but Dan Marino right. was incredible. But you and know what? The people I agree absolutely one hundred percent. But 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 back then, it wasn't. Now everything you know, all this goat talk. Who's the goat? That we, we weren't having those conversations back then. But now, when you're trying to measure one guy against another one, the first thing they want gonna bring up how many rings they got. Well that's you know what I'm funny saying? that they do that. It's funny that they do that in football, but they don't want to do that in basketball. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, like, I'm gonna give you an example. Like I believe Donovan McNabb is a Hall of Famer. I think so. He won't get any consideration at all. He's probably because the way his career ended. He's on the other side of the bubble, like to me. So like if this is the bubble, those middle ground guys you know, with the Eli's and you uh, say like a Mark Brunel and all those guys who have right. really good careers. I'm not saying that these guys didn't have good careers, but, you know, they're like right at that, you know, do you get in, do you not, do you get in, you, I think Donovan is on the upper side of right. that bubble. because you know? yeah, so, What's not fair, man, is that I hear people talking about Philip Rivers as a possible Hall of Famer. And I'm like, well, if you're gonna do that with Philip Rivers, and McNabb, their careers yeah. kind of mirror. Yeah. You, you get to, you know you would make a playoff run but couldn't get over the hump. You so can't consider him because right? because because uh, D Mac did something that Philip has never done. You know, uh, he's gotten to a Super Bowl. Yeah, he and people don't know too. McNabb went to five straight NFC,
1: and he went to five and
0: frustrated the and he also didn't always have he did the team the team that went to the to the to the uh Super Bowl was probably as good a team as he had that whole time in terms of being healthy in terms yeah, of being cool year like that yeah. and they still had a guy on the field who had a broken uh leg uh Owens had a broke leg an ankle or whatever yeah during that game so no, they that wasn't their best defense during that during that particular Super bowl. I think they had a better defense maybe two or three years earlier. Right. Um, I agree. But but anyway, yeah, man, we, yeah we, we got off topic as we, we all deviated do. like we always do. Uh, <laughs> all but right, so you got your guy your guy, Daniel Jones. So last week the Giants played the Cardinals. The Cardinals are, have a pretty decent defense. They got actually have a a decent enough offense. Uh, and what I saw last week in terms of, of the numbers, Jones get, get, get oh, excuse me, their quarterbacks get hit a lot. So last week's game, they got hit. Their quarterbacks between him and uh, and uh, Colt McCoy, they got hit eleven times. Uh, and they also got six sacks. So that's 18, excuse me, 17 hits on on your quarterback. So like to me it's just still a phrase uh from one of the homies. To me defensively that sounds like barbecue chicken. Okay. Uh, for, for whoever is in the in the uh you know taking snaps for the Giants it feels like for us barbecue chicken. Because uh he got hit, I think he got hit eight times uh the week before sacked sack four times uh Daniel Jones did that's when he ended up getting uh the, the hamstring uh injury so the offensive line I don't know if it's compromised I don't know if it's any good i be honest I haven't watched uh any Giants games but in general your quarterback doesn't get hit a lot unless one or two things is, is a problem either you hold on to the ball too long or you got to uh, a bad offensive line, right? So that's usually uh, why that happens. They've also lost uh, last week. They had five fumbles and lost three, and they're like 25th in the league in terms of lost uh, fumbles. Yeah, I saw that. their Their giveaway takeaway ratio is actually at a zero. Yeah. Uh, where the Browns are at a plus six, and like we were fifth in the league, and they would have 10 fumbles and 10 interceptions. Yeah. Um, as far as giveaways so they the yeah, they, they, they do lot. turn the ball over or they give you they give you turnover opportunities a lot right so so you know the chances again are there for us to make a uh to make waves uh in the turnover uh area which is something that we did not do last week uh we did not get any turnovers I don't think we even came close to getting the turnover No, like we didn't even come close like I don't I can't remember a time or even, you know, like a like a possible tip ball. It one many tip balls that went like up in the air and you almost had a chance. We damn sure didn't have anybody in coverage enough to make a damn a pick or whatever. So, you know, this week you have those opportunities. Uh those chances are are there. Uh Wayne Gallman, their running back, he had a good game last week um against the Cardinals, who have the Cardinals have actually a, a decent uh, run defense. Yeah, um, Goleman's a decent back, man. He's not going to set the world on fire, but yeah. you have to account for him on the field. But you got to account for him almost so, five yards of carry. So, And that's it. And that's why I bring him up because, you know, what we gave up last week, we gave up like uh, almost seven and a half yards of carry. Uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, seven. Um, almost seven and five touchdowns. So running-wise, we still have to Keep our lanes, keep containment, and play smart. And And also, if Daniel Jones is healthy, oh uh, yeah, for sure you got to keep. He has; he's their second leading rusher. Yeah, so so you got to keep him under containment too. So, um, and that kind of you know I'm gonna throw out just one of my keys right now since you brought up um, the Giants' offense, like our defense this time. Joe Woods has to come up with some type of scheme where you can feel you know, you got a young quarterback in Daniel Jones, or you're going to have a, a journeyman in Colt McCoy. Neither one of them really can light you up where they should, um, they, they're both flawed quarterbacks. So yeah, I think we need to bring some type of exotic looks, maybe bring a little bit more pressure, um, you know, up the middle to kind of throw them off a little bit because the one thing the Giants do have too, they have a pretty decent receiving core as well. So I think you want to get in there and disrupt their timing. You don't want them getting any type of rhythm at all. Um, Like you said, if if the Cardinals were hitting their quarterbacks like that, then we need to do the same thing. And then when you do that and put that pressure on them, make them, force them to make a, a quick decision. And that should maybe lead to you know, a couple of turnovers. Don't let them sit back there in that pocket and scan the field that raggedy secondary that we have right now and pick us apart. Yeah, Don't want to do can't.
1: that. They're still
0: NFL quarterback, even though they're middle of the road quarterbacks. They're still NFL quarterback. So I want to see Joe Woods this week. I want to see him bring some different looks. I think against uh, Baltimore, we were a little bit vanilla. So is so. Joe Woods? Is Joe Woods your? Key or is it the defense in general? Joe has like a scheme. Like, okay. I, okay. I, 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 okay. I, I want to see. I wanted to be sure. Yeah. I, I didn't. I wanted to right. be 100% sure what we was talking about. Right. That's yeah. I want to see. True. Okay. I want to see different looks. I know we don't have the personnel to do everything he wants to do, but damn it. This is a, a, a must win game. Gotta have it. No time with. to be trying to, to hold back. If you, you, you want to keep. If we want to keep the destiny in our hands we need to win this game and let everybody else do whatever they're going to do in their games right the more we win the more we win the more that destiny continues to be right in our hands so uh i I thoroughly agree i just wanted to be sure what you were saying so that i could you know uh because i got a few things to say about that as well um now there is an, interest, an interesting caveat that's happening. First of all, let me let me say that uh, today, in case anybody doesn't know, today uh, Denzel Ward actually practiced. He said he felt good. He said he was able to run at full speed. Um, so there's a, a really good chance. Again, we won't find out until again they're going to do the same shit with Denzel that <laughs> the Giants are going to do with their quarterback. <laughs> They're gonna right. wait to the last minute to let that report out. Uh, probably that that you know that he can play. Um, and let's be honest, our offense—excuse me, our defense—is better with Denzel Ward on it. I just need this dude to be healthy. Like, what about Ron Harrison? Did they say anything about him? Uh, I didn't see or hear anything about okay. Harrison. So he's uh, probably a lot. But you're right about Denzel, man, because that's one side of the field you don't have to worry about. Um, And you can play a little bit more man coverage when you have Denzel out there. So that's huge. And let's just hope he can stay on the field for the rest of the season, especially for these next uh, three games that we have. I don't care if we play against three of the worst teams in the league. I want us to be at our best so that we can play at our best. Um, Right. You know, so Denzel is, it was great to see him out there. Uh, the other caveat is I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I know most of us couldn't care less, but it's it's an interesting topic. So, uh, Jason Garrett, uh, one of the worst, well, I shouldn't say one of the worst, but definitely one of the most mediocre coaches that has ever coached in the NFL is in New York as the offensive coordinator and He has come down with uh, COVID-19. So he won't be uh, at the game and he won't be calling plays. He won't be orchestrating the offense, but there's somebody who we know who will. (laughs) Uh, We've seen seen this act for about a year and a half here uh, in the great city of Cleveland. And we pretty much ran this guy out of town. For those of you who don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Freddie Kitchens. He's he's going to basically, he's their, uh, the Giants tight ends coach. Uh, he's going to be calling plays as the offensive coordinator going into Sunday. So why am I saying this? Because I'm really not like super worried about Freddie Kitchens. There's two reasons why I'm saying it. One, when Freddie was at his best, he had somebody else's playbook in his back pocket. And number two, I know Freddie has a bone that he's trying to pick with the Browns. So that would lead me into one of my keys for the game, which is the defense. So I don't know what Joe Woods... Uh, what his scheme is or what his attitude is going to be going you know, into this game. But he has to push this ideology that, hey, man, we cannot have what happened last week happen ever again. Right. I don't care who is in uniform. I don't care who's hurt. I don't care what we do against the run. Because to be honest with you, we ain't gave up those kind of run yards all year long, as bad as our offense has been. You gave up 238 yards, 120-something to the damn quarterback that you couldn't contain because all your blitzes went up the middle and to one side. You never just came you know, all the way around. So you right. have to change your approach, and you can do that especially with weeks of practice. I know that they may not be the scheme and I'm going to speak on this too in a minute. So defensively, we have to be prepared for the potential that this dude is pulling out all stops to make us look bad, to ruin our potential of winning uh, or going to the playoffs. The year after this dude was the coach, there's one person on this earth That isn't in a Pittsburgh uh, jersey, and I don't necessarily mean a player. It could be a fan, too. That's not in a Ravens jersey. Again, the same thing. That's not in a Cincinnati jersey. There's one person on this earth that does not want to see the Browns succeed. And he will have on a headset and be calling plays against us on Sunday. Because it's personal for him. So we cannot allow that to happen. And we have to, whatever our game plan is, we need to be able to adjust to what's happening right. in that actual game. You gotta hopefully for Freddie that will be Freddie will be Freddie and try to do way too much. That's and that's what, what I'm banking I, on. That's what I'm banking on. Honestly, I'm banking on him doing too much. I'm banking on him trying too hard. I'm banking on him saying something goofy, like, well, if you're not in blue and blue and uh, white and red and silver, then we don't care what you think. I'm waiting on him to say some country bumpkin nonsense like that uh, on Sunday. However, if this dude gets the opportunity to say that I destroyed their opportunity to go to the playoffs, it ain't nobody who woke up with a bigger heart on than that dude today. Yeah, It ain't nobody who woke up with a bigger heart. So the defense has to be ready on Sunday, uh, Sunday evening to play football. I don't, I don't care who's hurt. I don't care who is not feeling good. I don't care about none of that stuff. If you want to field, you got to put it out there. Now we also have the other side of that coin. Uh, I think this is Olivier's is this is no it's the second time back in the stadium because he played. or oh, he was hurt last year when they went against the jets against the jets yeah but uh this is his first time playing in that stadium since he's been here and it's his first time playing against the giant uh the giants the team that he used to play for where he probably had i know he had good success in miami but i think he had his most consistent uh success in in new Mm -hmm. york so it'll be hopefully this will be a day that he feels like he needs to show up and and show out a little bit again, like he did last week. He played really good last week. Um, I hope Miles is, is is whatever was going on last week. I know he got held a lot on Monday, but I hope he's ready to play some ball come come uh, Sunday night. So that was the defense. Was well, that's why I asked you what were you saying specifically? I think we're saying the exact same thing. Yeah, we are. I think much. we're saying the exact same thing. It all comes down to scheme, you know, that 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 still comes down to the players executing that scheme. Whatever he puts in, so uh most definitely, man. I think that as far as just matching up, I think we match up well with uh with the Giants, you know, as far as personnel wise, I think we you know on paper, you know, I think we're we're fine. Um and I think it's a game that that we should definitely win. It's a game we can win, and it's a game we should win. You're correct. Yeah, but we know with the Giants have something to play for, too, and the Freddie Kitchens factor and stuff like that. And they're they're Um, only a game back. They're only a game back. So a loss here could really hinder everything that they want to do. Uh oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Eric Carr just pulled up lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're taking him into the inner bowels of uh, Allegiant Stadium. The Death Star. I might be a little bit ahead of you, but yeah, they, they, yeah he's, he pulled yeah. up a little lane, so ain't no telling. Could be a hamstring. i walking well at all. Could be a hamstring. Could be a. Uh, I don't. I don't always want to talk about what it, what what the other worst stuff could be, but it did kind of look more like a hamstring. All right. We'll see. Um. Anyway, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know. So. What are your, I'm, I'm going to let you go to other keys if that wasn't your only key. What are your other keys? Yeah, no, um, the only other key I have, I mean, it's simple. Like, um, on the offensive side of the ball, I just think we need to get back to basics a little bit, get back to the running game. Um, You know, more of a ball control type offense. Now, because I think in the last two weeks, Chubb has carried the ball 17 and 19 times, um, respectively. So, Chubb should be fresh Um, and hunt. And I think, you know, to keep that defense off the field, we've got to protect them a little bit. Let's get back to running the football and working the play action off of that. Because one thing we have now before when Baker was struggling a little bit, we didn't know if our passing game, you know, was ever going to come around. We've established that the last three games. Yep. So now that, so now that element is there. So now once once you get that running game rolling again and you start coming up to play action with that, you can really do some damage now, man. Like right now, the way that our offense is rolling and we're coming, it's coming together at the right time, we can do some damage, RP. We can do some serious, serious damage. Because here's the other caveat. We still have not utilized all the weapons that we have on this football team. No, hell no. Like we still haven't really utilized our tight ends. We haven't right. even been close. And you see Stefanski starting to implement a few more things into the playbook now um, that he wasn't using earlier. Now, the one thing I need him to stop doing, okay, now if you run that Jarvis Landry pass about 15 times this season, kind of calm down with a trick play, so that eventually one of those trick plays is going to implode on you. We've been lucky this year. I think all our trick plays, they may not have gone for big yardage, but they, but they don't they, that they didn't have to big Right, the, that We ran the first game of the season. That's the only one I didn't work. Everything else is working yeah. and we're due for uh, an implosion on a trick play. So let's kind of just, let's just go out there and just play head up, man. Let's go play some football. Um, what was my other key on offense here? Um, yeah, that was pretty much it. I just had, I just wrote down, um, you know, getting back to basics, basics with the ball control. And then lastly, just don't give the Giants any type of hope. Don't let them hang around in the fourth quarter. like a three-point game or coming down to the last possession. You know, we've seen it. You don't want the referees getting involved late with some fluky call, giving them a right. the chance to win. You know what I'm saying? Let's. Right. I know it's gonna, probably going to be a little tight early, but let's, you know, that's where the run game comes in. Let's wear those guys down so when we get to the fourth quarter, Pounded out ball control. Let's just get rid of these dudes, man. Like we got them in the Jets. Let's go ahead and clinch this. Get this playoff spot clinched. Get these players rested. You know, going to the and, and see what happens once we get into what the coaches call the tournament. Right. Once you get in the tournament, anything can happen, man. So that's pretty much it, man. I don't think it's anything too complicated, you know, as far as uh, as far as and- our keys. And that's and I think that's the way we've been all year. We've been basic. We ain't, we don't need. We, we first of all we understand that we're not Kansas City. Like so, all of the stuff that Kansas City does well, or how well they look when they do this and that, and then when they move this guy over here and do. We're not that team. Now we could be, and I think we have the personnel to potentially right. be, but right this second. We just need to do the basic stuff because we're good enough to do the basic stuff and and get into the playoffs. Right. And you know what else? You know what else? One thing I I was thinking about the other day. If you look at all the playoff teams in the AFC right now, the way that the Browns are rolling right now, we may be the only team that will have a balanced offense. If you look at KC. KC, they pass the ball all day. Now, they yeah, do have know. decent running backs that can run, but they pretty much spread it out. They let it fly. Buffalo doesn't really have a good running game at all. Zach Moss and Singletary, they're decent backs, but they don't use them. Like Josh Allen is, you know, um, he's all the ball pass, on the pass, all the time. Yeah, I don't know what Indianapolis is. They're just more of a defensive team. Um, Same with Tennessee. Tennessee yeah, same thing, run, same thing with Tennessee. Same thing with Boston. Right. So we will be the only team that has a, a, a legitimate balanced attack where we can beat you on the ground. And now the way that Baker's playing, we can beat you on the air too. And that's – and that's I think that is a really big key once we get into the playoffs um, on how far we can actually go, man. Like I'm getting kind of excited about the potential – um, oh, for sure. That you know, we can, you know, the potential There's of this, so of this team things. as a whole, man. There were so many good things, even even in the the frustrations that we carried out from uh, Monday. There were so many good things that came out of Monday's game. If you just want to pay some attention to fo- like football, right? If you just want to pay attention to good football, or to what winning football equates to eventually, or what will equate to winning eventually. Excuse me, and the Browns did a lot of that on Monday. You know how many times, I I, and I don't watch a lot of sports talk anymore. I used to watch it all the time. It's just gotten on my nerve. I, I get irritated with people. I get irritated with the exact same story. I get irritated with the exact same take. I'm right there with you. You know, so I don't listen to it a lot, but I wanted to hear what guys were saying because a lot of people have been uh, heavy on Baker in terms of him sucking or, or not being what we need him to be or whatever, blah, blah, him not being a franchise guy, et cetera, et cetera. All of the stuff that I've heard since that game, they said the exact same thing I said in that stadium before it happened when we were down by 14. I said, what happens after this is going to tell me a lot about this team. Everybody who I've heard this week has said, this ain't the same Browns, dog. These are not the same Browns. So that feels good and that sounds good. But we have to continue to push that. We have to continue to be that. We can't just rest on it because, okay, this particular week, uh, we're not the same Browns, and you come into this game and stink it up and put yourself in a spot where now you need so and so and such and such to lose. And, because you to what? and it's funny you say that because this reminds me of 2007. Oh, Almost. For you know what I'm well, saying? I, like, yeah. Like, like, yeah. like, you. Even though we can't clinch with the win this week, but it's one of those things where it starts the clinching to happen. Yeah, you gotta go in here and, and get this one. Then then you're going into you know the Jets game, probably with the chance to clinch at that point yeah. if you beat the Giants. So yeah. but you gotta now do the time, you gotta time do to and now the time to wrestling your lures. It's not the time to start doing anything pretty and cute and all that stuff. Now it's down Bump to big race. It's, yeah, it's time you to for to actually play, play harder. It's actually time for you to play harder right now. You gotta right. go harder right now. So, uh, you know, just kind of uh, – I'm going to bring up another point before I go into my keys real quick. Okay. Um, I forgot to mention this, and if, if I haven't, uh, the Giants have a really good run defense, so they're going to be pretty tough to run on. But I got full faith in our offensive line, and I think I have full faith in our scheme, how we do it, that we'll be able to run like we want to at a point it may not be all game but we'll be able to run like we want to at a point cuz that makes i'm sure that makes sense I'm not you them. saying yeah I'm not sure if it makes sense sure. to the folks out, outside so here's what i mean we may have a couple of let's say we have 5 to 10 runs that only get us 2 yards so it looks like man we've run 10 times for 20 yards that's nothing it's going to come a point because of how we scheme our run and because of the necessity of the run for the pass to happen for us to be successful on the pass. Because they're they're only middle of the road defensively against the pass. I think we can pass on them. But a lot of our passes come from the play action. So you're going to have to have that run. So saying all that, in the middle of those, same 10 runs, hypothetical 10 runs, we're going to bust off a 10, a 12, a 15, just like we have all year long, because schematically we're better in terms of blocking, and our running backs are just good at finding the holes. So we're going to be able to do that. We just cannot not go to the run because it is working.
1: We have to yeah. consistently...
0: Go to the run and that's one of my keys cannot go away from the run I don't give a damn what's happening I don't care how many times they blitz and you get caught in the backfield for a loss we have to stay with the run because the run begets the pass for us the run begets the pass we run well or the threat of our running well is what allows us the space in the pass game because we do a lot of play action. So we have to get back to allowing the run to dictate the pace. The pass is going to happen, and it's not You know, saying anything about Baker. I'm fine with what Baker has done over the last few weeks. What I'm saying is you have more control of the game when you're pounding that ball and where you're not afraid to continue to pound that ball. You have to keep running the ball. And that brings me to my third point, Kevin's defense. I had questions about you last night. Uh, excuse me, last game. Super questions about you, bro. Wasn't sure what you were about. Wasn't sure what you was doing. I did not like that play calling that you did on, uh, on Monday. And this particular game, man, you have to be able he's an analytical guy. So I think in certain cases and in a certain circumstances, he makes plays. My kids are telling me good night. <laughs> uh he makes and this you know he he sets up his game plan based on analytics. So he's gonna run this play based on what the numbers suggest. This is where a lot of coaches. This is where they start to separate the traditional coach from the analytical coach. This is where that hand that buddy comes. I don't have a problem with analytics. Just like I don't have a, a problem with just being able to read the damn field. My problem is when you only do one thing. You have to find a balance in the two. I know you want to run this play right now, but God damn it, if that ain't working, or if this situation calls for something else, just call the right play, bro, because I have faith that Kevin Stefanski got the right play. He's just playing analytical football. Right. You have to stop thinking analytically and start thinking football at a certain point, at a certain point. I need this dude to get out of his own way and run the ball like we know we need to run the ball. And I think he's in his way. Baker threw 47 times on Monday. We don't need to throw 47 times in this game to win this game. Right. And, if he and, doesn't back, and, and that's back to protecting our defense. It's like, not keep, Thank you, man. We can protect them all, as much as, much as possible. possible. Come on, bro. You have to understand that your defense isn't good. So playing analytical offense that uh, uh, overall leaves your defense open and and vulnerable is 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 irresponsible as a head coach. You have to care about both sides of that ball and how are you gonna play analytical offense, but play regular ass defense. <laughs> Where you're, like where do your analytics come in on defense right so you have to you have to play regular on at some point and at some time about something so kevin Stefanski, if it, his ability to make an adjustment that doesn't have anything to do with analytics just regular football is important to our success as we go forward so those are my three keys. Can Kevin Stefanski do that? He needs to if he can. Uh, our defense and then our run game. We got to control that game because I think all everything I just said goes into helping our defense. I agree 100%. All right. Uh, is that Mariota in there for the Raiders? I forgot he played with them. Wait, let me see. Yeah, it's so the yeah. Marcus Mariota yeah. side. Number eight? Yeah. This, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. So the Raiders are fighting for their playoff lives. We actually need the Raiders to lose this game. Um, even though they're on the outside looking in, we want to keep them on the outside. So that's one less team we have to worry about. So if they lose this game, I think that pretty much almost eliminates them. Not mathematically, but figuratively speaking, well, that pretty much knocks them off the playoffs. It still does depend on what? On uh. You know, I don't know that Mariota is the guy you want to see throwing the ball a lot. No. Just, Mariota is a game manager. Oh, wait. Maybe not. I mean, he all right. I mean, he, he's, he's completing a couple of passes now, but it's still Marcus Mariota at the end of the day. So, well, no, all no. right, man. He's so, um, <laughs> what, what's next on the docket? You want to move into our NBA preview? Yeah, let's uh let's go ahead and, and discuss a little bit of a little bit of uh of basketball. We haven't done that in a little bit. because yeah, the preseason <clears throat> has started in earnest. Pre-season. That's, um, oh wait, so since that since we bought the switch, let me switch hats. Here. So I can be uh full fledged in the so I can be all the way in the game on y'all. Your- I'm always in. I'm always in. All right. So, NBA preview, I think the Cavs have one more preseason game. Um, that will be Friday in Madison Square Garden. And they pretty much have, like, what, probably about three or four days before they have to start the season. So I think we start on the 22nd. Yeah, we yeah, like can on the yeah. 22nd. That's, uh, like, next Tuesday. Yeah, against LaMelo Ball and the vaunted Charlotte Hornets. So... Where do we want to begin, man? We want to start with um who we pick to come out of each conference. Well, yeah, let's go to the east, because I think everybody's picked for the well. Let me take you yeah, You're some. ahead of me because whatever you woo hoo about, I ain't seen yet. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say, I'll let you look, I'll let you I, fill it in when you get there. Mario there the back to throw. He's looking, he goes deep. And Darren Waller touchdown, that was pretty,
1: yeah. That's yeah,
0: Mariota, we don't need you out here looking like Joe Montana. We need you out here, looking man, like you. please. He dimed, look, he dimed him up, he sure did. That was right that was there, right at the money. That was a dime piece for uh, for, for old Marcus, old Marcus Dollar out here. <laughs>
1: uh, so, but,
0: uh, all so, right, so let's go to the East. Let's start in the East where the Cavs uh, reside. Uh, let's figure out. So this particular year, we've seen some significant moves and some significant folks going from one place to another place. Uh, and I, I think that's just the way anymore. Every year, you kind of got to check a roster. Check the mm-hmm. roster spots and figure out who's where and, and who's doing what. You know when those strong uh, players go uh, to other places, you just want to make sure that they're you know the team that you left. So what? So where are they now? You know what I mean? What What did they do to replace right what they what they just lost? Because in your mind, and especially in this particular instance, where we've only uh, it's only been seventy days since the finals since so the last game of the finals, usually you get, like, you know, uh, a little over three months, close to four months. You got roughly two months. And but you all know this what this stuff happened. So it's really... Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Here, here's the caveat, though. Some teams have had pretty much, like, six months off. They don't, some, they don't, don't, the only teams coming on, on the short rest some, are the teams that made teams. the playoffs. However while some teams have we're still talking about player movement which all happened. Well, player movement, movement yeah a recent player two weeks yeah. we don't know who's I got you. Who, who's on these teams as right, the right, season right, starts right, to, right. to kick in right so uh you know we we, we watch a lot of people move or a lot of trades happen from between the dra- uh between the draft free agent period now that's true uh, you know, and a trade deadline or whatever the hell you want to call that. So we saw a lot of action and within like a two and a half, three week period that just went for And if you guys were listening, and I keep telling you, you all need to listen. We talked about that in the show probably about a month ago, that this action was going to be really quick, that it was going to happen fast as hell, and that if you weren't paying attention, you're going to turn on the TV and be like, how in the hell did xyz end up on yeah this game because it happened just like that right after the draft draft was on a wednesday free agent period hit on friday on sunday everything went berserk and that's exactly what's, what's happened so we've had a lot of movement we've had a lot of uh rumored movement i'm not 100 percent sure what's going to happen with with a lot of guys but why don't why don't you tell me what, what do you think about the East? Like, who do you think uh, this year is uh, coming out of the East? Um, the team I'm picking to come out of the East are the Boston Celtics. Um, I think they have been on the cusp for a while. Um, Jason Tatum is really developing into a superstar. Jalen Brown is developing into a really, really good player. I didn't realize how young they still are. Man, I feel like Jason Tatum has been in the league for five years. But he's only he really 22 has, years old. He has, but he's young. Yeah, he's only 22. Jalen Brown's 24. Uh, you got Kimber Walker. You know, Marcus Smart has really improved his game as well. Um, so the East is, for the most part, man, is weak. Uh, the only team I think that will really be a serious contender as if they stay healthy uh, would be Brooklyn. Um, I don't trust Philly. Um, Embiid and and Ben Simmons, man, those guys. I don't know if they're really dedicated to winning. I think they're more into the spotlight, like the fame part of it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how much they, they feel they- like they're playing good enough already. Yeah, exactly. You the nail on the head. And Doc Rivers being a player's coach, I don't know if he's going to be able to. Rain that in but we'll see that'll be interesting but the east is just weak man besides um you know boston and brooklyn um i don't really see any you know you got milwaukee hold on let me let, let me not let me touch on milwaukee here's the thing on milwaukee they picked up drew holiday very good pickup i love drew holiday as a player problem is he can't stay healthy do it always Drew Holiday mm-hmm. normally plays about fifty games a year. Has some mm-hmm. type of injury, and with that trade they made to get Drew Holiday, they've lost a lot of their veteran death. Like you don't have George Hill, you don't have Uh Bledsoe, you don't have. I think I want to say they lost Ilya Sova too. I don't think he's no longer on that roster. So um, when I look at their West, roster, they lost Wes Matthews and Robin Lopez. Yeah, yeah. So when when I looked at their roster. They don't have a lot of veteran depth on that team. Um, and the kids did Giannis working enough on the offseason to, to diversify his game. Um, so I can't count them out because uh, Giannis is a great player. So right now I'm looking at Boston, Brooklyn, um, Milwaukee as the main contenders. I don't think Miami has enough. To do anything, they still didn't pick up another guy to really go with Jimmy Butler. They got Goran Dragic, but they don't have another guy that can go out there and get thirty when they need it. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of pressure on. Well, on Jimmy. So go ahead. What, what, what's your? Uh, I don't think. I don't think that you know Miami, like because Jimmy ain't a thirty point a, a night guy anyway. You know, but there he can be if, if he has to go it, get it, he can get it. Going, they don't have anybody else that can do that. Uh, they don't, but I just think that they're more of a, a win-by-committee type team. I think they're right. really good, but I agree uh, with where your point is going because I think at the end of it, as you're getting into the playoffs, as you're getting into you know the potential of the finals, I can't rule them out of the finals per se. Uh, they are the defending Eastern Conference champions, so let's give them some credit. So if if they come down to being in the finals again, who do they have that's gonna score you 25 or 30? Because to be honest, you need to have a guy that can do that on a nightly basis. That's one of the reasons why LeBron has been so successful, because he's a guy that can get you uh not just not just 25 to 30 a night, he's also a guy that can get you potentially 10 rebounds, and 10 assists every single night, whether it's a regular season game, whether it's a preseason game, and in most cases, playoffs and finals. So you need to have that guy. And I think that's what wore them out eventually, you know, because L.A. had two guys that could do that. Right. He really only had one guy that has that potential, but that's not really where he's the most strongly suited. Because Jimmy ain't as strongly suited to to be a every night. I'm putting up 35, 40 every single night. That's right. never been what he has been, and nowhere he's been in his career. You know, that's and honestly, it's not where he's most efficient. So you do need to have somebody else. I like you know uh, Duncan Robinson. I like you know the, some of the other young guys that they have on that team. So your hope is that maybe these guys will develop into yeah maybe uh what's his name hero uh you know Tyler Hero maybe yes yeah, maybe maybe he develops into that yeah into, right. uh, you know you know like bigger bigger players or you know in that but with the East and, and, and again I think this is inside of a, in a inside of a vacuum where everybody's healthy so to me. The East is kind of open. And I'm saying this because now you have a healthy Kyrie. Now you got a healthy Katie. Brooklyn looks a little bit nasty, bro. They I do. Watched I watched them the other night and, and I was like, and hey, you know, I'm a Kyrie guy anyway. But just being fair, just being fair. I'm like, they got actually got a squad. They actually they got do. some guys that are that are, you know, that could get them. I'm not saying that they're going to win no title. Don't 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 misunderstand where I'm going with this. But I think they can challenge for the East. They can. The core the core of that team has been together for a while. Yeah, um, yeah. Paris Levert, uh, yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie. Uh, What's the, what's the center's name, Jared Allen? Yep. So so the question becomes, how do, you know, Dan Whitty has been kind of the star, so to speak, uh, with everybody being injured or whatever. The question is, can he continue to, to have an effect with Kyrie? Can he continue to have an effect with KD? Like, yeah, you know it, what I mean? Is Kyrie staying healthy? Well, he has I, to stay healthy. I said, this year. A, I said in a in a in a, in a vacuum.
1: I'm right. just
0: speaking in a vacuum where everybody's healthy. The real and here's the thing is, too. The true question is: You're right. The real question is: Can you stay healthy? And and, uh, and probably, you have the 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 COVID situation too. Now, so KD has yeah. already had it. Now I'm thinking. Now who knows? You know, you're hearing stuff that people are catching it twice. Who knows? But. Just assuming, because KD has already had it, I'm assuming that he's good. So that on that front, it may be cool that he already had it. You ain't got to worry about him. Um, but other than that, you, like, like you're going to have a lot of superstars miss games this year. Well, you're going to have a lot of people that are a lot superstars miss too. This period, just like, yeah, just yeah but you're going to have – just like Super you have an effecting, you know, the game, you know, them not be on the court, affecting games more when they're not on the court. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's what I mean. Like you got the same thing happening in the NFL right now, where you have guys that aren't playing because of COVID. So you're gonna have the same thing. Now, here's the crazier part when it comes down to the NBA versus say the NFL. NFL only plays one game a week or Exactly. The NBA, you might have five games this week. So let's say, let's just say, again, I'm not wishing this on anyone, a major superstar or a major contributor to a team comes down with this on a a random day, but you got five games within that seven-day stretch. You got to be out for close to 10 days. But in those four or five games, It's jockeying position for playoffs and or the division that's going to occur in that. You know, how do you recover from that with those types of, you know, situations and restrictions? Right. Like, it's it's a lot to think about. Um, If I had to pick a team that's coming out of the East, it's tough for me because there's parts of me that want to say Boston. It's tough for me, because there's parts of me that want to say Brooklyn. It's tough, because I also want to say Milwaukee. But I watched Milwaukee collapse the last two or three years in the playoffs. And I can't ever, I can't remember, like, what are y'all doing? Why? I don't know if it's just uh, Giannis's inability to do more than uh, dribble all the way down. That's to exactly what it is. The four, the four inch line, and then dunk on someone. That's exactly what it is. All he did was build a wall to the basket, and that seems like that's what they do every single year. And the dude has learned how to stretch his game out, but I don't think he's done it effectively enough. Or, or I'm gonna tell you something else because I can't put all of it on Giannis. Chris Middleton ain't been the same dude that he was two years ago. Exactly, and Giannis so, needs a post game. He needs to get it back to the basket I mean, game, the post game. I feel like this. Here's here's my thought process, and I agree with you, bro. Here's my my, my real thought process, though. And I know we old school, but to me, if you six ten to seven one, and don't know how to catch the ball in the post, throw yourself in the nearest river. <laughs> Cause you're a waste of freaking time, right? You at least have to have, I'm not saying that you got to take it every single time and every single day into the post or, you know what I mean? Like I ain't saying go back to the eighties and nineties where you, you know, you do the back to the thing, you know, just pound the ball back to the basket, pound, 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 and then turn around. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is if you get the ball down low and don't know what to do with it, and don't know how to keep guys on your back or don't know how to still look over the top and maybe pass out when you see the double team coming? Because all of the guys that I ever watched knew how to do that. David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Shaquille O'Neal, Patrick right. and, and, and what that does is if Giannis had a, had a back-to-the-basket game, post-game, you want to force a double team down low, and now you can pass it out to your shooters. and that's It what makes the game easier now. That's exactly where I'm going with that. Like I understand that the game is more about motion now, but I want y'all to think about something. I want y'all to remember something. One of the worst low post uh, uh, players to be seven feet tall in the history of basketball got to the finals and was considered a superstar. He didn't really have a low post game, but he could at least catch the ball in the low post with his back to the basket. And find his other guys. That's Dwight Howard when he was in Orlando. He knew how to get into the post. Get the ball. Pound, pound, pound. And look and watch the double team come. And then kick it out. Right. They were were one of the best teams in the uh, Eastern Conference. And even beat the Cavs. That they shouldn't have beat that year, by the way. But they beat the Cavs on their way to going to the Finals. Yep. So you don't even have to be mega skilled to do it because Dwight Howard plays the exact same way today as he played in 2009. Right. The exact same way. Has to his game. The only thing he does now is that he's learned how to be a little bit more grittier on defense. You That's know, throwing two shots and That's stuff like that. That's it. So, but other than that, so this game every ball be, from where it was. Like, you don't have to be a LeBron type of player. And I'm speaking of guys that are 6'9", 6'10", 6'11", 7'0". Not everybody in the league. I'm not saying that. Those bigger guys, those power forwards, uh, uh, those fives, even even the new age, as I made this, this term up, these new age stretch seven-footers that, you know, uh, make guys do stuff that they didn't want to do. You still need to know how to play down low, like if the ball come down low, especially like you got a mismatch on you, man, if you don't give me this ball down low in this post game and let me put this dude, this little dude on my back and I'm about to game this little bit of work, like that's simple. That's simple, but you don't see that anymore in the game because it, it slows the quote unquote slows the game down. Anyway. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump out on a limb, and I'm gonna say Brooklyn is going to the finals this year. I okay. think it's going to take the East, you know, and, again, and that's, that's why that's why I started that with the predication, the the you know that these guys will be healthy all year. Because of yeah, Kyrie, that's, you know, that's, that's just yeah, that's that's just part of it anyway. You know, no, uh, it is. It's the for them to make their run. It's always um, it's always a part of it. But you got, they got a touch defense, and I think Jared Allen is a guy that can help them defensively. And, and they Raven. got DeAndre Jordan too. I've to have DeAndre. They Jordan. have DeAndre Jordan. Uh, they they also ended up with uh, Landry Shamit this year. Uh, Landry can shoot from the Clippers. Yeah. So you got guys that can shoot. Like they have a, a solid. They got a squad. Like they got guys that can play. Yeah, they have a lot of depth on that team. Yeah. So it, I was actually shocked. I only watched the game to see who was on their team, I know that Kyrie is back, and I know that KD is back, but I was like, I don't know nobody else short of them, Whitty, and those guys. I didn't know, like, the, the full depth of what they do. So watching, and I, I looked over, I'm like, damn, that's Jeff Green. They got Jeff Green. He ain't going to play that much, but you can still bring him in. He's a six nine ish long guy that could come in just to cause havoc. And he can shoot, by the way. So he he's got a decent mid-range uh game on himself. So I mean these guys added some guys that could change and right. make what what uh KD and what uh Kyrie do more effective. And I'd be interested to see what um what Steve Nash does from a head coaching standpoint. I really I don't think, think Steve Nash should be coaching the team. I think he'll be more so of a um um what like a manager of sorts kind of a no an no organizer. That's exactly he's gonna be. He's I think gonna he'll be like, a, he'll be like gonna, an organizer. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's gonna be managing the, the personalities. Uh right. Mike Dantoni and uh and and uh what's my what's my guy named Jacques Vaughn will be actually coaching the team. I think that's how that's gonna go. And I think him keeping, I think Steve Nash keeping Jacques Vaughn, actually keeps some integrity in that locker room for Steve Nash.
1: Yeah, I think that was a
0: hell of a, I think that was a hell of a of, of a, uh, a rehire. I think that was a hell of a rehire. Yeah, and just to touch on the Cavs really quickly here, um, it's really not too much to say about them. The Cavs are in full rebuild phase. So tell I don't me. Have, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, tell me this though, because it, it may not be a lot to talk about with the Cavs. I mean, listen, I'm a Cavs fan, and I'm always rooting for the Cavs. And I, I see stuff written down. I've read a few things today. I don't see anybody giving us more than 25 wins. I don't totally agree with that, um, but I want to see what you think. What do you? What do you? What Everything. Do you? Yeah, I, I was going to make that point that you know the Cavs are in for rebuild phase they actually have a mismatch at center that nobody else has. And bigger staff has to be coached to the Cavs' ability, to whatever their strong points are. And I know you're in today's age of um, getting the ball up and down the court, putting up as many shots as you can. Um, The Cavs actually aren't built that way yet. Um, I'm actually been impressed with the way Andre Drummond has been playing because I didn't think he was going to come here and play hard at all once he got here. I didn't either. I'm glad you said that. I didn't either, bro. Yeah, and he's shown, like, some leadership on the court. So the thing that I'm watching for, like, I don't don't have any expectations of the Cavs. I want to see growth. I want to see how they progress during this season. And if you use that matchup to your ability – with Andre Drummond, like feed him the ball in the post, you have shooters. You have Colin Sexton. You have Darius Garland. You have Darren Wendler. You have Kevin Love. If Kevin Love actually decides that he's going to play hard this year, you don't know what Kevin Love is going to do. But you have some things where you can create some mismatches there. And I think that the Cavs, like as weak as the East is, you may be able to sneak into an know, slot like that um you know, so some people will want the Cavs to, taint to get another lottery pick but to me the way the, the, way the draft is now unless you're going to get that yeah you're going to get that number one pick it really doesn't matter I, I want the Cavs to get experience more so um because we do have a lot of young talented players so like I said I don't have any expectations the Cavs aren't really going to really I'm not going to rant too much about them when they're not playing well at all um, because I know what's going on. It's a, f- a full rebuild, young squad. They're gonna they're gonna go through periods where they're gonna lose four or five ball games in a row, just because. And they might you look bad doing it too. Yeah, and it, it, but then you're gonna see them when they start putting things you know, together and start coming around. Yep. I think you're gonna see yep. them. You know, they might rip off a few because that's what they were doing last year before COVID hit. They actually were starting to play well. Well, uh, together. So, I think. Here's what I think about the Cavs. Well, here's my, my my insight on the Cavs. First of all, one of the things that I would like to see happen this year, I wanna see what growth and what development we uh, get or or have on Kevin Porter Jr. Um, yeah, that'll
1: we talked be, about
0: that before. That'll be something that uh, tells me where we're going, say going into next year and stuff like that. If if Kevin Porter Jr. can show me some level of significant growth, and I think because Kevin Porter, even though he's not the same uh, type of athlete that uh, Larry Nance, I heard this somewhere else. I'm not sure if we talked about this or if I heard it somewhere else, but people were saying that Kevin, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, that Larry Nance was kind of the same. Had the same consideration when he was first in the league, like he should be the guy who does this type of guy. Well, we're having uh Larry Nance there, I think he can encourage or 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 kind of uh, mentor uh this kid to being the kind of player that he can actually be. We don't have this is another one of those teams that don't have a lot of veteran presence. Yeah, you got drumming, that, yeah, you got oh. Kevin of Love, but these aren't guys that guys come into the league like, oh, I'm playing with Kevin Drummond. I mean, with uh, Kevin Love or I'm I'm playing with Andre Drummond. It's not a lot of people coming into the league with that on their on their palettes. Like you would say, if you go to L.A., you're like, bro, I'm about to play with LeBron. I'm about to play with A.D., you know, and you just listening to I watched uh, I watched uh uh, Gary Payton and uh, Sean Kemp's uh, NBA special last night and they were talking about how uh, the coach brought in guys that when he had discussions with them these were guys that they said that Gary Payton and, and Sean Kemp had said these are guys that inspire me so they brought in Dr. J they brought in Walter Payton so when you have a respect for people, when they say, do this or do that, when Kobe say, man, don't go over there, go over here, you know what you're going to do? You're going to go over there because you respect Kobe. When LeBron say, "Nah, bro, you need to do this, that, and fifth," you you're going to do what LeBron say do. Because, oh, what happened? Uh the Chargers scored another touchdown right now 16. To 10. So you gotta have guys that you kind of respect. Not to say that the Cavs don't, the younger players don't respect uh the vets that's that are on the team. What I'm saying is I don't think we have those vets that motivate you for an entire season type veterans. Um and that's okay. I think we can still manage our way you know, through it if we tried to. But that's what uh, B.J. Bickerstaff is here for. You know, that's part of what he needs to do as a coach. Um, The unfortunate part for him is, I think, I think only Kevin will be a movable part. You ain't going to be able to move Andre this year. Um, Well, yeah, you may be able to move Andre because he's the last year of his contract. Well, no, they no, they resigned him. No, he, they, he, he, he no, he picked up his one year option. They only picked up the option. Is that all yeah, they did? Yeah, that's all they did was pick up his oh, one year. Okay. Option okay. I thought they it. So, so it's like he's so he's really the only movable piece. Yeah, because Kevin little Love little got people. three years left on his contract. But Kevin, nobody like, wants to parts of that. Them cats, you never know. Going into the playoffs, you you might get a squad that believes. Kevin well, Love I hope so. Either. Well, here's the problem, though. Because I want him off my basketball team, Look, so I hope somebody The problem, does. the truth is there ain't nobody in the league that believes Kevin Love going to take them over the top. The only team I can see Kevin Love going to and actually really making a difference is Portland. The Lakers. Who? Portland. Or the Lakers. I was thinking the Lakers, but. Because the one thing Portland does not have, Portland does not have um, a big Dachshund score. Now, they have – what's his name? Um, oh, what's he was got hurt Nerkich. a lot last year. They got Nurkic. They got Nurkic, but he – I don't know. He kind of – I know he was hurt last year. He kind of fell off a little bit. I think Kevin Love as a pure stretch four would fit in well with the way that they play. Man, I take um, I take Nurkic over Kevin Love every day of the week. Now, if you can have them both on the same squad, I agree with that. Right. So, but, but what do you give up to get it? That's and, the other problem. Exactly. So, do you, do you lose trying to get that? And right. the, just the potential is the potential big enough for that? And, and really, not, and if I'm the Cavs, the only way that I move drumming this year, if he pretty much tells you I'm not resigning with you. Yeah. If there's a potential to sign him, I just go I will stand pat and go through the season. And if he signs somewhere else, I think you, you know I think so you, have it. To, you gotta you gotta kick your tires on it. you gotta see yeah. what his numbers look like. Now right. if his numbers look anywhere close to the thirty or so uh close to thirty million dollars that he's getting this year, uh mm-hmm. you get on the phone, you don't even let that the hot air come out of his mouth before you're on the phone. Looking to move that dude because ain't nobody paying you twenty eight million dollars a year going forward from this particular year. That's, you better that's, go out. You better be. You better go out here and have one of the best years that's ever been had by anybody ever. Right, and that's about the only way. I mean, listen, and this ain't no knock on Drummond. I like Drummond. I think he's a he's a solid ball player, but he's not a thirty million dollar a year guy, not no more. He was when he was, you know, doing the the, the 20 and, and and 18 stuff every other night and and with the with the five blocks or whatever, but he's not even that guy right this second. Now he can still be serviceable, and I mean he can actually be even more than serviceable, let's be real. But I'm not paying, you know, 28 million dollars a year to come play for my team. When you're on the backside of your, how your, old oh, is he? Like 28, 29? I don't even know if he's that old. Because, you know, you, know, you know, Tristan's only 29. I don't know if he's been in the league as long as Tristan has. Yeah. So he might be, yeah, he might be like a little, maybe 26, 27. Something well, Tristan, like that. Tristan is a, is a bag of m anyway, so who cares? <laughs> Danny's not on my team, thank God. Uh, You would not lay off Tristan. I'll lay off him. He ain't on my team. I don't care what he does. (laughs) I don't care what he does. Like, at all. Let's see. Now, how the heck does this... How does it do this? Tells me everything about this dude. Except his age. Accept his age. If you go straight to Wikipedia, you should be able to see his age. About to, about to, about to, I, I was trying not to do that because I was trying okay, here we go. We're gonna have to just go on ahead and go to go to the wick. So he's 20, 27. His birthday is in uh August. So he's twenty seven. He's born in ninety three. So he's 27 years old. Okay. So, so he's still really still yeah. kind of still and that he's actually kinda of in his prime. The question is his his motivation and you might be able to get this guy off, honestly, because he's 27. You he might be able to get a good haul for him. Right. I just don't want to trade him for a bunch of second round picks. No, 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 no. On, you know no. what I'm saying? Like it, it has to be. If, if we don't get a good deal for him, I just say just stand pat, see what happens. Yeah, and for sure, and, and, and you go don't from just, there. I you think don't, he's just, a you don't just move him to move him. You right. gotta be. You gotta again. This is a chess. This is chess game. If this dude is 27 years old, just be 28 going into the next season yeah that's being healthy that's at least another three or four years of good play being a seven-footer right. am i right? right yeah you're absolutely right so, so i don't think either one of us have huge expectations about, for the cavaliers what'd you say i i think that the Cavs will probably win uh 30 31 games how many games are we playing this year 72 yeah Oh, I'll give the Cavs, oh, I'll give them f- even 30. Well, like I said, with the possibility of maybe sneaking into an HC in a playoffs. So I think I that's think we'll be able to compete with and that's why oh. I was trying to tell one of my one of my boys this. He was like he was mad because it was like the Cavs won't win more than twenty-five games. I said, Yeah, but it's all it's gonna be at least ten games short this year. No, but 25 games ain't shit. It's not, but we're short 10 games. So if you look at those 10 games, we're talking about a team that's kind of not really even middle of the road. You're not Anybody be- that has expectations of the Cavaliers this year are delusional. <laughs> Period. Like, seriously, like, what do you expect from this team? They signed a bunch of nameless guards in the offseason. You know what I'm saying? And I don't blame them for doing that. Nobody's going to come here right now as a free agent. Nobody's significant. You just got to sign what you can sign we, like, 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 Like when you're doing stuff like resigning Delhi, I saw people that were excited that we resigned Delhi. I'm like, wow. I saw that junk too. Like, what are y'all, what people, are you, people here get, we get too nostalgic. Yeah, Delhi was part of the championship team, but you know,
1: and I you know like Delhi.
0: Look, he, he, does, he doesn't fit in. Doesn't fit in with us right now and what they are trying to do with I You already know how I feel about that stuff, bro. I I truly believe, and I'll say it every opportunity I get. Here at Cleveland, we love mediocre people. Sure. We do we love mediocre ball players, man. If you if you're a marginal ball player, now if you if you're Albert Bell, a potential uh, MVP should have been a hall of famer if you know without the injuries and whatnot oh we hate you because you decided to leave we don't want nothing to do with you you got to go but if you're marginal, you marginal really didn't have a full effect on every single solitary game right but you wanted to be in cleveland oh we love you to death oh we love you we love you andy Oh, yeah, sure. I, don't, I don't want to go down that road, but you're absolutely mm-hmm. right.
1: Um so, listen, so
0: we haven't touched on the West at all. We didn't, I was just getting ready to say, we ain't touched on the West. So we got to figure out what's popping out West. So going as we go out West, let's discuss some things because of course we know the Lakers won the championship. Uh They were clearly the best team in the, in the West last season. Um. But this year, we've got a Clipper team that has played together for a while with a new coach, by the way. Um, But we also have a healthier, not a completely healthy, but a healthier Golden State team. The question is, can LA come out of the West and still uh, reign? A over the West and then B reign over the uh, NBA. I think they right. will come out the West easily. My take is they're coming out of the West. The additions that they uh have had, and it's so crazy, because I I told you I played on 2K, uh 2K20. And I went to the Lakers on the 2K. I played in the in the career uh part of the part of the game. So I chose to go to the Lakers. I, you know, I play with LeBron and, and AD and those guys. And in the middle of the season, they made this trade. Guess what they got? Mark Gasol. So now, this dude is on the actual Lakers team right now. And I'll tell you what I thought when that happened then. I'm going to tell you what I thought when that happened now. In the virtual world where we traded and got Mark Gasol, I said, oh, we about to win the chip. (laughs) Because we don't require that much of you, bro. But I know what you do defensively. I know what you do offensively. He's a capable uh, ball player, so we got it. I think the addition of him, uh, what's the kid, Uh, Schroeder. Oh, it's a great pickup. You know, those pickups were so huge to add to what they already had. Because, listen, they already had that. Now you get guys like uh, that they already had on their squad, uh, Talon Harris-Taylor, uh, I think that's his name, Talon Harris-Taylor or something like that. I forget the full name, but this kid can ball. So now you get the opportunity because you've played for a year or been here for a year or so with the rest of these guys uh the West Matthews and uh Montres Harold you got listen all they did was just reload you know we used to have a saying here here in ohio about ohio state you know we don't we we, we reload we don't we don't uh you know uh have to figure out what we're going to do next no we're just going to reload we're just going to put more bullets in this and this gun we're gonna shoot this thing up. And that's exactly what the Lakers did. They just reloaded. So to me, the Lakers are coming out of the West. It's good to see Golden State uh being healthy. I hate that Clay won't be as healthy uh or healthy at all. It, that's what hurts them. And if, if you look at their right, roster, without having Clay on that team, I don't really see Golden State doing much. Um uh, you know, with the fact that you still got Steph Curry, you got Draymond. They, they will be, be, they, they'll be they, out in the first round and maybe even out in yeah, the second round. But they're, yeah, they, they're, they're, they're a prideful team, uh, a veteran team. So they're going to, you know, there's not going to be an easy out. But without Clay, I really don't see Golden State, Um, you know, doing a whole lot this year. Um, The team that I'm going to really focus on and watch this year um, is going to be the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm really fascinated with them. They're a very, very young team. But. Super talented, and they added some veteran depth with like Eric. I like them last year, though. I did. I, I thought they were going when they made that trade. I said, everybody like ah oh, ha ha ha. They got AD in LA. They're gonna be straight. Yeah, the LA gonna be straight. But I think y'all need to keep some some spotlights on on New Orleans because yeah, because now you get to see D, uh, Zion now with no minutes restriction, right? Now, now you get to see him go full board. So, And you got Ingram. Now you got Ingram playing. Yeah. He already got another season under his belt where he's he's right. the guy. They also signed. Um, I don't know if they got him in the trade or if they signed him. But they got Stephen Adams. I like Stephen yeah, Adams. Yeah, though. that was a trade. So you got some, some more bigs. Y'all going to be a problem. Now, they ain't going to be able to figure out how to beat the Lakers or nothing like that. But they going right. to be a problem. They're going to be a problem, and they're going to be in some folks' way, and they're probably going to, you know, like a team. Now, see, you won't be a problem for a team like L.A., but they may be a problem for a team like Portland. They may be a a problem for a team like uh, Denver. You know, the up-and-coming teams that are still trying to find a balance uh, in the West, a team like New Orleans could be a team that puts all asses out. Right. So even – yeah, so like a team like Denver, I don't know if they're ready yet. They they had a very good season last year, but do they have another guy opposite Jamal Murray that can go get you 30? They're a solid team, but do the they Joker, have the stars that can take them to the next level? But the Joker has to play – the Joker got to figure out something. And this is, this is a crazy thought because the Joker does a lot. But the Joker going to have – the Yogi going to have to figure out whether he – uh, can he can he give it to you every single night, on right? The, on the on the, the twenty five to thirty points a night because he is the other guy. He is the other guy. But can he give you the thirty and then play defense too? Because if they're in the conference finals again, let's say the old man is Anthony Davis. So can you do that and still be effective? And we still saw- score. Yeah, yeah. See, and we saw that that was a problem for him. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to, 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 to yeah, because, like, because you look at it from the opposite end. Um, you know, the Lakers like, uh, uh, AD doesn't really have to guard yoke. Know, you can, like, you can throw Montrez, Harrell or I'm getting ready to say, somebody now, else not like today. that. Now, I'm only talking about what they what they did in, in this last conference right. finals, but now, today, yeah, you're right. You got Montrezl Hero coming in that could possibly, you know, guard this dude. Like you, you, you got some some more physical guys that can take up all of that uh, extra extra uh, weight and keep you fresher. As uh, you know, if you're Anthony Davis, exactly, so I don't have to do all that extra work. So exactly. it's, it's it's uh it's a lot to, to dissect when it comes down to the to the NBA I'm kind of excited just because it'll be some something else to watch you know I got spoiled I was watching basketball baseball and football all in the same week so right. <laughs> I got spoiled and then you know when baseball was over with and this when whole I was over with, I've was, been spoiled with everything I'm, I've been spoiled with having football games almost every day of the week Tuesday night football, Wednesday night football, Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause they keep rotating. So I got a game on right. t- two games on Tuesday or something like that. Or two. Right. You Monday got Monday. you got two games coming up on Saturday plus yeah. college. Um, uh, you yeah. got a you got a football game on Christmas Day, which is a Friday. Yeah. It's just crazy. So yeah, I'm definitely been spoiled with all the sports that we've been having. So what are like, we gonna do in 2021? When it don't happen, the right? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, it don't happen the exact same way. And I'm only saying it that way because that would mean that you know, COVID becomes a little more contained, and we can get out a little okay. bit more. And if that happens, we're gonna go back to normal, where you know, between between March and April, all we have is 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 basketball, which is cool. But between uh, July. <laughs> July and September, all we got is baseball. Those are the worst gaps on the planet. (laughs) Right. And Especially the Indians suck. Uh, If the Indians suck, Then it's really going to be a long summer. The only thing that you'll have, you'll have, you know, football stuff going on with personnel moves and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That'll help a little bit. Um, Anything else as far as the the West? I think we both agree on the Lakers. The Clippers, man, I look at the roster today. I got no. I don't faith have any faith it. in them either. Then I gave Paul George that extension, which I was surprised at—a five-year, hundred million-dollar extension. I'm like, dude, it," yeah, but I wouldn't have that's him their him. money, not mine. But um, you know, I don't have any faith in the Clippers. Uh, I don't have any faith in Pandemic Pete. Um, He's gonna have to prove me wrong. He gonna have to "Not at them. all, man." Like maybe, maybe Ty Lue can get these guys yeah. together. I, I got some. I hope. If, if anything, if, if I can't say anything, if I have faith in any one thing, or if I'm I'm hoping, or or fingers crossed for any one person, it's Ty Lue. I like Ty Lue. I thought he was a good coach here. Um, so I would like to see him turn, yeah, especially you know managing the personalities and everything, man, because you yeah, got some crazy yeah, yeah. personalities on the Clippers, and I don't know if their focus was all. Well, matter of fact, I know their focus wasn't all the way there last year. Um, but I don't know, like, what team is going to get the Lakers the hardest time? Um, I would probably say a team like, I don't think it would be a team like the Clippers or Houston or somebody like that. I think it would probably be somebody like Denver that's um, athletic, It's that has it's a lot of different, different – Portland. Pieces. a team that just runs a lot and makes a lot of right. shots. Like, they keep the volume of shots up. I think that's the only way that you can really play with them. Especially like if I if I were anybody who played the Lakers early uh this season, I would be pressing the whole game, especially if I was a team that didn't play in the bubble. So let's say if, if the Cavs opened up against the Lakers. If I'm BJ, I'm telling these cats, man, we running all night tonight. Yeah. And yeah, like we just gonna run these guys. Because the Lakers are tired. I watched parts of their uh, preseason game last night, and you could you could see it. They were tired, as they should be. I don't care what anybody says, and I keep telling people this. You know, LeBron is still a 36-year-old man. I don't care how much money he spends on food and – Yeah, well, he got a lot snacking. of miles on legs, man. A you got a ton of miles, bro. So, you know, and that ain't ain't me hating. That's not me wishing bad on the dude. I'm not wishing no bad whatsoever. I'm just being honest. The dude is 36. And the recovery time... Father time time undefeated. Father time. He might lose a round, but he ain't lost a fight yet. Nope. Never will. He just ain't losing fights like that. So, you know, I, I hope, you know, that LeBron can keep Stretching it out and looking good and all that stuff. But the I'll put it like this. I've rarely seen a player play the amount of games, the amount of minutes, the way the LeBron has, and never gotten a serious injury. The closest and person maybe be maybe Tim Duncan. It could but but Tim has had some has had some years where Cass was like, man, he need to retire because his feet was messed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His back was messed up. That's true. Uh, his knees were messed up. He had a couple of years. And that right before he won, especially before he won that last title. He had it. And you know, you know, I know this as a Spurs fan. He had a couple of years when we were all like, oh, man, Timmy ain't Timmy. This dude, That's this true. dude is. This dude is Timothy Duncan. He's not he's just, <laughs> not Tim Duncan. He's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's just the guy that signed the checks. <laughs> so, it and it happens. It, it does. I remember Magic Magic was balling and doing this thing, but then he he reached an age where every other week he was pulling a hamstring. You know, it it just is it's just regular wear and tear. Now, again, the best part about these players today is that these guys put a, a lot of work in restructuring and and, and, and uh, recovering their bodies. They do a great job of this. Uh, LeBron is probably at the forefront of that because he realizes where his money is made, this dude does a, an awesome job of caring for his body. Um However, he's 36 years old this season. Going into this season, he, he'll be 30. he He'll turn, I think he turns 36 uh, a week after the season starts. So I'm 46, y'all, just so you know, just for reference. You no, know, I ain't do all the stuff, and I don't have a million dollars to spend on my body, but that dude is old, and his body is old. And those joints are old. I'm not wishing any bad on him. I hope he can make it through the season uh, without any injuries. I hope he can. I don't care if he wins titles or not. Like, that that ain't my issue. I cared when he left to go to Miami. I ain't want to see him win Jack. But now, I don't care if he won the championship or not. Because it ain't going to change my opinion about how I feel about him or what whatever else everybody talks about. But as a ball player and as a Black man and all the stuff that this dude does, he needs to make that money because every piece of, of change that he makes, he's going to utilize it in some way to make an effect for his legacy. So, man, make that money and, and do your thing. So I'm always looking for him to do his thing. You know, but you got to understand, don't be surprised if... if uh, He's out for a significant one. Like when he was out a couple of years or so ago with the groin injury. Right. I said, man, that's probably the first time I've seen this dude have to sit down. Yeah, it is. It was. Like, I've never seen this dude have to sit down. Any other time he sat oh. down, and he did it, you know, voluntarily, you know, for I rest or whatever. Decide. Whatever oh, reason. Oh, finger. Oh, uh, yeah, I got yeah. a back strain. No, you don't. You just wanted to sit. And that's okay. As much as he play, that's okay. You know, but we know what <clears throat> is. So, yeah, that's – other than New Orleans and the West, I do want to see what uh, – what uh, if Sacramento can can pick up their pace a little bit. Too. It's their time. If Sacramento does not make the playoff this year, then they need to go ahead and break up that team because that's another team that's been together for a little while. And for whatever reason – they come close to getting to that AFC, then they fall off towards the end of the year. You know, you got Buddy Hill, De'Aaron Fox. Um, they got a couple other really good, solid players on that team. So it's really their time to, to go ahead and make that next step. Same thing with Phoenix. Um, they don't have, you don't have huge aspirations, but as far as getting into the playoffs, on that back end of the playoffs, um, yeah. they should. Be, but it's a crowded field, though. You got the Utahs of the world. You know God. the west, is, uh, the west is heavy. Yeah, Houston's heavy. still out there. So, but it's time for these young guns, man. Like it's time you know, for the uh, for million dollar extension. Marvin Bagley and all these guys. Yeah, they got to they gotta start playing ball. Like right. you got to start playing ball, y'all. Like I, you know, I don't want to be the, the old guy in a room telling you you can't play or don't play, but. You know, it's money time for y'all. Right. Uh, y'all, same y'all, thing look, with, all uh, of y'all going to want $200 million. All of y'all. Yeah. same and thing y'all with coming with, up on those extensions. So right. how do you get that? Same thing People with Devin got, Booker. You exactly. That next step. Exactly. Yeah, lead, but they a look, they gave money, though. Have, but guess what? Let Devin have another season like yeah, he had. He's going to be looking for another contract. Right. You know, so... Like, you know, the Foxes and, the, and and the Bagleys and these guys, y'all still on y'all rookie contract. The way you secure that money bag with that squad is by, you know, making it to the playoffs or playing beyond your means or beyond what, or at least up to the standard of what these guys have. And just because you think you're playing up that way, but they'll always had that. They'll always had that out to be able to say. Yeah, but y'all ain't make the playoffs, or y'all ain't won more than 30 games. Can okay, you win 35 games this year? So they'll always sell you before they'll sell the team. You guys have to step up. You guys have to play basketball, like team basketball. They one of the fastest teams in the league. They're a tough team to, to, to defend against because they're always running. You know, but they're not that efficient. That's the other problem that I see. No, they're not. However, I like this team. They're young. They're exciting. When I watch them, I always say to myself, damn, these kids can play. Like, they can play. And, you know, remember, I've been traveling. uh, This will be the first year I'm not really traveling out west. I've been traveling for the last two years. So I'm talking because I've seen a lot of Sacramento games when I didn't even want to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd be, I'd be so smoking cigars, like, why are we watching Sacramento? It's the only game on, right? Yeah, now. The only game is on at the time. <laughs> 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 That's hilarious. You know, so you're like, oh, all right, man. So you start watching these guys and, you know, I mean, Marvin Bagley has underachieved. He has to figure his life out or excuse me, I'm sorry, not his life, his career. He has to figure his career out. Right. And and, and decide that this is what he wants to do and he's going to play up to par with yeah. I thought, yeah. I thought Marvin Bagley was going to be the truth coming out of Duke, man. I do with average something like like 30 Duke. points when he was at Duke. But, but here's the problem though, Sean. I think the bigger the bigger issue is draft night is like getting married to a lot of these guys. Everybody thinks that getting married is the end of the trip. Right. You're absolutely right. It's a great analogy. They think you've arrived and getting drafted, you think you've arrived. And you've been told you're 18, 19 years old, 20 years old potentially. You've been told for roughly 15 years of your life that you was the man. Now you got a coach telling you that you gotta do this, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, you gotta do this. You gotta do this. But you are already spending that money right now. Hey, you just showed up, you know, to the job in a, in a you know in a Maserati. Why do I need to keep doing this? Like you don't have the same motivation. Your motivation is getting drafted first or second or third. Right. So for a lot of these guys, they're there already. The question is, what was Marv's motivation going in? And right. if you can get and if could tap into that and get into that, then maybe you can discuss, you know, because we've seen guys get drafted high and become kind of uh, mediocre to, to to less than mediocre guys but have longevity like a guy like Tyson Chandler. Tyson was taken I think real high. He was in a lottery and he was nothing for a, a number of years and by nothing I mean he wasn't. He was never a scored and he came into he his own and then he like, just Ronnie developed Porter. himself into an actual NBA player he figured out a way to stay in the league. Marcus Canby was another one. He never was the premier guy that he was when he was in college. But then he figured it out on the back end and turned himself into an actual, His the back end of his career, Marcus Canby was beyond serviceable. Right. He was, great he was a great defensive player. Yeah. You know, he could play. So you have those guys. You know, but you also have those guys that's been the guy from day one. You also have those guys that you didn't think was going to be that great and they turn into a monster. Right. So the the, the levels are always kind of up and down and, you know, right. it's up to you which one of those levels you're, you're going to be on or what kind of stuff you're going to push yourself to be because I think when, when it comes down to, like, you know Sacramento, like like we're talking about. These guys got a, sh- a shit ton of talent on that. When you look on that uh, roster on paper, on paper, but they got to translate the paper to the, to the actual. And yeah, just it was just simple as put up or shut up time, man. So this is um, it. So we so we both agree on the Lakers coming out the West. You had Brooklyn coming out the East. So I got a Celtics Lakers Finals. You got a Brooklyn. La finals. All right. So, and the, the caveat that you know, in, in the vacuum, excuse me, that every, everybody. Like, All right. So, um we can go ahead and just touch on Ohio State. You know, they're coming up on the Big Ten championship against the Northwestern Wildcats. Um I don't know what the line is. I'm pretty sure Ohio State is a heavy favorite, and uh, this I is pretty much. Will. I saw it earlier, and. I haven't, honestly, I haven't watched Northwestern play all year. I know they've got one loss against Michigan State, I believe, so they're coming in at 6-1. and Um, They're normally always a well-coached team, no matter what their record is. Um, Their coach has been there for years, and they're always a tough matchup. But I think coming into this game, especially hearing all the talk that Ohio State does not deserve to be um, in the college football playoffs this year, um, the stake needs to be made. So I think I could go out to come out and dominate from beginning to end, make a make a statement. And that's pretty much my analysis. Like, like I said, I don't know too much about Northwestern other than them being well coached. So we have uh, I just looked it up. So we're a as of earlier this this morning, we opened up this morning as 20 and a half point favorites. Okay, so that sounds about right. Uh, you know, I am I, I expect us to win that game, and I've always expected us to win that game. However, you know, they were talking about us not being there, so I'm excited that we're there. Uh, the one thing I know that prevails over everything when it comes to college football is money. So I knew that they would find a way to make sure Ohio State got where they needed to get. Because it's all about money. Because even if they don't make money from the seats, they're going to make money from the commercials. And that's, um, uh, boys and girls, that's what America is all about, money. <laughs> Y'all think it's about patriotism. Y'all think it's about integrity, your, your integrity and your rights fair. and all that bull crap. Y'all think it's about all of that? No, it's not. It's about money. And if they can make money, they will shit on you. They will shit on your house. They will shit on your kids. They don't give a damn about none of that.
1: Unless you can make them
0: some money. And it'd be one of them nasty Taco Bell shits, too. They want to give you a nice healthy shit. It'd be a nasty Taco Bell, (laughs) just infested, nasty dump. It's going to be one of them Taco Bell after I just had uh, (laughs) a whole night of of Hennessy shots. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be full-fledged shit on you. Right. So stop thinking that America uh, quote-unquote the beautiful or that the government cares too much to... Man, I've never... I used to work for the government. I I haven't quoted that in so long. I don't know. <laughs> the Government cares too much. What? The government don't give a shit about y'all. That's nah, the crazy. Y'all Y'all stand up for this flag, and they don't stand up for y'all. The people behind the flag don't stand up for y'all. Look, we're not we're not supposed to be going down this political ramp. We, ain't, we um, ain't here now. Look, so the, the, the thoughts and views of uh, <laughs> <laughs> two guys under the mic does not reflect. Whatever, whatever that disclaimer is. See, whatever that disclaimer is, <laughs> Don't listen to the, I might have to edit all of this. <laughs> you done lost the five viewers that we have. All oh, six Those viewers. viewers. That we, thought we, had, we now have to find six. Right. It's, all good. it's all good. God bless the USA and no place else. All right, man. So I think that we can revisit Ohio State. As long as we win this game, which I expect us to fully do, then we can figure out who we're playing in the in the college football playoffs and we can probably do a little bit more in-depth analysis. Like I said, Northwestern, like, I really don't expect them to pose much of a. They're going to fight hard. They're going to play hard. But I think really? Ohio State – My guess is that they'll play harder. Yeah. My hope, my hope is that we'll, we'll pull away and keep it, keep it at a distance. The over-under is 57-and-a-half. So uh, I actually, okay. look, and that's actually, I'm, to be honest, that's kind of low. It is kind of low. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's kind of low, because I'm thinking 57 and a half. with well, us with a 20 point? Mm, so y'all think right. he's got like, going to score 20 points on us, so or what, what'd you
0: say? Exactly. I don't think, that. I don't think so. So, uh, you All know, right. anyway, anyway, uh, you know, so hopefully
1: we win this game so we can shut Devil
0: Sweeney up and you know get ourselves into the to the point. Yeah, this shut world. up the whole the whole media thing about Ohio State not deserving to be. This has been a weird, wacky year. So all the same rules ain't going to apply to everybody, and it hasn't. Now all sudden, me, I, of a sudden it's are on Ohio State that you know we got to abide you, by different set of the rules. Let me tell you why I got an issue with Devil Sweeney and all this. Uh, talk. Because here's the the correct response to any of that. Hey, I'm just trying to get my team into the championship, uh, into the playoffs. Uh, I'll let the the, the committee who's capable of making those picks, I'll let them do that. I'm just trying to make sure my team's together. That's the correct goddamn response. For you to come out of your face and point out other teams that might be better suited. That's just flat out hate, bro. And it's and it's and it's very, very, very succinct. He, he did that shit on purpose. Because I don't think he thinks that he can beat Ohio State this year. Really shouldn't have beat us last year, man. There's they some spooky fluky, fluky calls and fluky plays they, that happen. But I don't think he thinks that they can beat Ohio State. Right, this ain't the same. Listen, this team this year, the Cleveland team this year, ain't the Cleveland team for the last three or four years or five years. Rather, they have no, not been this year. As that a matter mean, of fact, horrible. we can say you don't, you don't belong because you got one loss. You, you, you play in, in, the, in the weakest conference and you already got a loss, and that's the other you part. Of, and to, 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 to go a little bit further. Even if they can beat us, let's say they play us in the first round, you know who they can't beat? Alabama gonna beat the brakes off you, and he knows that. But he's trying to make sure his team at least gets to the to the championship. I think he's afraid of playing us again in the first round, and I don't think he. I think he knows that he's not sure if his team can beat us, and that's that's where I line up, but. The correct answer to his dumbass statement should have been, i don't let the committee worry about who gets in and doesn't. My team's ready to face anybody. We're just trying to make sure they're where they game set match. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. That's the I agree. Answer. All right, so we'll see how this plays out. When we'll we, we should know who our first round matchup is um, come Saturday afternoon. So um, next up, we just got to go over our picks from last week or oh, yeah. our picks from this week. So um, I'm right now I'm at 22 and 21, and I think you're a little bit ahead of me. I think you're, what, 23 and what? I'm 22 and in, 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 uh, 20, 21. Well, I'm, I'm 22 20, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm 22 and 20. All right. We well, should be 23 and 20. Well, whatever the hell, you know. Well, something like that. I just know you had ahead of me by a game or two. All right. I so, should just, so be ahead of you game. by way more than that. No, you're Because I'm way better than you. No, that's not true <laughs> at all. So, first game was the Rams and the Patriots. I picked the Rams. And the Rams won. We I both think you picked the Rams, too. We both picked the Rams on that. All right, Vikings and Tampa Bay. I picked Tampa. Tampa one. Yeah, I picked I the Vikings. KC and Miami. I think we both picked KC. Yep. Dallas and Cincinnati. I think you had to go all to pick Cincinnati, right? I did. Yeah, but I picked Dallas. You picked Dallas and Dallas won. And
1: and the one. And the final one
0: was two. Browns and Ravens. We both picked the Browns. Ravens won. So I finished four and one. I think you finished three and two. Yep. So that Even puts back, me at. So now I'm at 26 and 22. All right. So you can go ahead and just pick the games at random. You at 26 and 26. Yeah. So we tied. in. Not for long. Because after this week, I'll pull ahead and take my rightful place. <laughs> oh so let's go ahead <laughs> I'm going to let you uh-huh. go ahead so I don't have uh, no I access get to, the, to the, this week's I game let's like pick four if, if we had gotten to it early enough I would have uh, picked the game tonight but that's all good because the game tonight is actually a good one and I, I kind of I kind of figured it was going to be a good one too. Uh, so let's uh, let's look into this week coming up in the NFL. What is this week fifteen? Gee whiz, week fifteen! So why don't we start with uh, Chicago? Always we pick a Chicago game like damn near every week. We didn't do them last week. All right, Chicago and Hope versus Minnesota they're both six and seven where's the game at it's in uh Minnesota Minnesota uh, I think I'm gonna go Minnesota uh as well although the Bears look good last week I have to be honest yeah, it's still the damn Bears touchdown. It is, it is oh, still, it. it is still the Bears. So, next game, this one ought to be a good one. We got the Seattle Seahawks going to the Washington Football Team. Uh, Seattle's nine and four. Seattle six and seven. Seem like they're going in two different directions right now, though. I'm going to Seattle. I'm going to go football team. Yeah, Seattle's been struggling a little bit. I think it's time for them to snap out of it. So I'm going to go Seattle. And it seems like we got a Saints game every week, too. Mm-hmm. So the Saints playing KC, right? They got KC this week. I'm going oh, KC. 12 and 1. Now, before you, before you make that, you might want they say that uh Drew Brees might be practicing by tomorrow. I bet you pick KC even more. This dude had literally fractured. his whole rib cage. That yeah, man, he had about four, five fractures, a punctured lung. I said, Dang exactly. it. exactly." You trying to come back already, and and then two, the Saints for whatever reason, they don't like running the football anymore. Also, really they run, run, they, they just want to keep throwing. Just yeah, keep or throwing. or run, or use Taysom Hill as their main running back. Like I would. Like they just want to run the ball. Yeah, Kamara barely gets any care. He's more of – he's turned into, like, Ernest Biner now. You know what I'm saying? When you get a few carries here and it's used as a receiver, coming out, out of the backfield trying to get mismatches on linebackers and stuff like that. But the Saints don't they – don't, they, they just do not like to run the football. And against KC, you don't want to try to go head up with KC like that. So I'm, no, I'm you going – even though talk, the Saints talk, do have the number one defense in the NFL – I'm going KC, that game. Uh, I'm going to go KC as well because I don't think it matters who's the quarterback. I just think that KC is is the class of the NFL right now. And uh, they're probably going to figure a way to, to beat them. Right. Especially, like you say, if, if my man comes back. Are you healthy enough to come back or did you, could you have come back last week? Because I say, if you could come back this week, you could have came back last week. Yeah, because you know, and if he does come back, you know, he's going to be all bundled up. He's going to have about a about, bag. And he's he going to throw, throw, throw 60 to try to prove. Yeah, man, that's, man, I, I got Casey all day. All right, what's no. number four? Number four is the Niners. At five and eight going into uh dairy world to play the Cowboys who are four and nine. Um, both of these teams are probably two of the worst teams in the league, or, well, let me rephrase that. Two of the more inconsistent teams. Well, players. 49ers have just been beat up with. Andrew. Yeah, I mean, ask, and that leads to the inconsistent. That's why I, I tried to switch what yeah. I said. They're just um, inconsistent at this point. San Francisco was better coached. Oh, I'm going. I'm fine. going to San Francisco. You're going Frisco. Yeah. Well, I'm going Frisco just on the fact that Dallas don't have no quarterback man. Like you just ain't gonna win many games if your quarterback can't make regular-ass throws and regular-ass plays. Right, I agree. That's, that's just, I mean, you know, I would like to go, if, if Dak was playing, I probably would pick the other way, but you don't even have, you don't have nothing. You don't have nothing, bro. So, All
1: right. right,
0: then finally, Browns, Browns, the Browns. Giants. The Giants. I'm going Browns and... I'm looking at it'll be tight early in the first half, and I think we'll pull away at the end. I'm looking at, I think the Browns are going to pull away quite a bit in the second half. I'm going 31-17. Let me turn back see what I wrote down. I feel like I wrote this down somewhere. So the spread is four and a half uh, for the Browns. Which kind of surprised me because they didn't pick us to win at home. <laughs> <last week>. Right. <laughs> but they expect us to go on the road against a tougher team and uh, and come out with a with a five-point win, basically. Um, The over is 45 and a half. I was thinking 28-17 uh, Browns. That's what I was okay. thinking. All right. So that's pretty much close to what I have. Because apparently we got the ability to score the ball, it's just gonna come down to us being uh, consistent, you know, and efficient. And right. I think we can do it. We've seen us do it. It's just a matter of time. exactly. And it's a statement game for us. Like put up or shut up time, man. Let's like put up or shut up. Go ahead and this and is your opportunity. guys, and let's move on to the next game. This is your opportunity. Right. to finish this thing out. Uh, as we were speaking, the Chargers scored another touchdown, so it's about to be, it's 23-17 before the yeah. uh point after. I see that. Yeah, all right, go Chargers and leave the, the Raiders to lose this game. All right, see, man, If you have anything else you wanted to touch on? I'm pretty much, I think we had a, a, a complete show, man. We touched on a lot of topics today. We had um, a full show, man. Listen, because I said to myself, I said, man, Sunday gonna be another late night. We ain't talking about nothing on Sunday but the bro- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm not I'm man, not, not talking about that. three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get it all in the day. <laughs> so, right. So that on Sunday we could just be like, yeah, we won. This will happen, or oh man, we lost again. This is some bullshit. And yeah, good, good night. night. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Well, I think I think we've we've cleared out um, a few things. Uh, I think we're good on on, on all of our topics again. Go Cavs. uh, Go Bucks. And go Browns as we go into uh, next weekend. Also, um, I think you know Sean Sean did the. did kind of the promo last time, so I guess I'll pick it up and, 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 and run with it this time. Uh, come check us out, man, on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, two Guys and a Mike two Guys and the mic, 216. Come holler at us, like our pics. Uh, also subscribe to our YouTube page, our YouTube channel, I'm sorry. Uh, two Guys and a Mike 2 216. It's fun. Uh, We put our whole podcast on there, but we also try to uh, add a few things extra. You know, unfortunately for you guys, I am not as tech savvy as you would like for me, (laughs) as some people would like for me to be. But I'm learning. I'm getting better. I'm trying to tell you, I'm getting better. So uh, there'll be a little more, uh, you know, stuff on there here real soon. Uh, You know, we're just getting our footing now. So, again, subscribe to our YouTube. Come check us out on YouTube as well. And then check us out on every single solitary one of our uh, audio streams uh, from Spotify to uh, Apple Podcasts, also Google Podcasts, and on uh, Anchor Podcasts. So come check us out, two guys in a mic, T-W-O, guys in a mic, 216, on every single solitary one of those platforms. We love you guys. Don't forget to comment. Don't forget to engage us because we got a lot to say. And we will, you know, not just like, but we will also uh, respond back. Uh, come check us out. Keep liking us. Keep coming to see us. We're gonna keep putting the content out. Uh, you know, Sean, thank you for again allowing me to interrupt your entire day uh, with my shenanigans. I appreciate <laughs> i appreciate you homie um i couldn't do this without you and uh you know that's it for me all right um i don't have anything else to contribute uh, but i do want to thank you man i appreciate the compliments and everything um this is this is our thing but ron was the brains of the operation he's the one that you know came up with the idea to try to do a podcast and he put everything together man so like I said, you keep saying you're interrupting my day. There's no interruption. Uh, we both have a lot going on. You know what I'm saying? So we do, you know, try to try to squeeze these, you know, two podcasts in a week. Both busy. But, yet yeah, it's still fun. This is what we like to do because we talk about sports all the time anyway. So why not share it with you guys um, on this platform? So I'm about to watch the fourth quarter of this game and then turn it in. I got to get up early in the morning. All right. I love you, bro. Uh, have a yeah, good rest of the it, week man. and I will see you Sunday night hopefully with the victory So, if we lose this game Sunday I'm not going to be a happy man at all <laughs> I'm, I'm just not so I, may, I don't want to think that way go. I don't want to think negative I'm trying to stay positive <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead if we lose on Sunday, Sunday was this may be the first game that you guys see me and Sean do from the same place because I right. may have to go to his <laughs> house to force him to do the show <laughs> Hey, you're right about that. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Let's go ahead and sign off. Hope you guys have a good rest of your week too, and we'll see you guys Sunday night. Peace out, people. Peace out. You've just listened to two guys in a mic. With Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Tune in to us on Sunday after the NFL games for our next podcast. Until then, peace.